This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, and I welcome you to the Warning Radio Program. Today, Evangelist Paulette Williams will be speaking at my staff service in our college chapel. Let's begin. Hi, my name is Pastor Paulette Williams. I'm from Keys of the Kingdom Ministries, and I'm very happy to be with you here today. Something that God had put on my heart when he woke me up this morning, and the song, I had kind of been talking to him about some things, and he gave me the song, I Got the Whole World in My Hands, and I got a meeting on YouTube, and I just started playing it and get it from different people. I got the whole world in my hands. I got the babies. I got you, your brothers, your sisters. I got the whole world in my hands. And I said, that's right, God, because I'm in the cleft of your hands. And no man can take me out. Nothing, any means can take me out. And I just rejoice because God is good. God is good. What he had given me to share with you It's about my testimony, but what he had given me actually was something I had written as a sermon before, but it's called, and he was teaching me this, come in low and I'll come in high. Come in low and I'll come in high. You've got to humble yourself to come in low. You've got to humble yourself to bow. You've got to humble yourself to bend a knee and pray. You've got to humble yourself. He said, come in low and I'll come in high. And so I want to tell you, if you got your Bibles, let's turn, even if it's Bible on your phone, let's look over at Genesis 17, 3. Because I'm going to show you where Abraham, he came and he bowed his face. Genesis 17, and we're going to verse 3. Now I'm going to share my testimony But I'm going to share my testimony about coming in low so he can come in high and how he led me to do that. And I can look over my life and see where I was coming in low so he could come in high. He said in Genesis 17, verse three, and this is where he's talking to Abram and he's cutting covenant with him. It says in verse three, it reads, and Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. Abraham came in low. He came in low because he fell on his face. He came in low, and God started coming in high and cut that covenant. Now let's look at Exodus 34. We're going to keep going. Exodus 34, verse 8. And Moses made haste bowed his head towards the earth and worshiped. What was added here? Worship. He bowed his head low to the ground, towards the ground and worship. Because you got to come in low and God will come in high. And so now let's go over to Luke 17. I've showed you two places in Old Testament. I want you to look at Luke 17. This scripture I just love. You know, you always run across scriptures that you just happen to love. (laughs) And this is one I really love this because most people will pray for healing, but there's something about being whole. And people don't take it to whole because they stop at healing. But this is the lepers. So Luke 18, we're going to start in verse 12. Luke 18, Luke 17, verse 12. 
Luke 17, 12. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers and stood afar off. Because, you know, you can't mix with the public when you have leprosy. It's contagious. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Verse 14. And when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. They've got to do the Mosaic law and they've got to go to the priest to that. He looks at them and says, oh, you're healed. He pronounces them healed. Now they don't have their leper clothes on anymore. And now they can go among the communication, the community and they can go in. But the priest literally has to pronounce them clean. So he tells them, go to your, the priest so he can pronounce you clean. As it, as they pass, they become healed. Look at verse 15. And one of them, he came in low and Jesus came in high. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus said this. And Jesus answered and said, were there not 10 cleansed, but where are the nine that there are not found that returned to give glory to God, save a stranger. And he said to him, arise and go your way. Your faith has made you whole. What did he see? He saw that he was healed. You can go healed. But you got leprosy. Part of your nose fell off. Your thumb's gone. Your toes are missing. You know, it's like a flesh eating a disease. It ate some part of your flesh. Oh, you go healed. It ain't no more leprosy. You ain't whole. When he turned to come in low and he turned to Jesus and he worshiped him, he glorified God and he worshiped him. Jesus says, your faith. He didn't have to say, you're healed, brother. You don't have to keep doing that. No, he said, your faith has made you whole. The nose is back. The thumb is back. The toes are back. The flesh is back. He's whole as if it never happened. You don't just pray for healing. When you're dealing with something, somebody lost something, you pray for wholeness. Because if I pray for my heart, I'm going to pray for all them heart valves. I don't need none of them all of a sudden getting you know, clogged up and I got to go back in because the heart did now say, well, I can't handle that. And I end up with a stroke. No, I'm going to pray for the whole kit and caboodle. And you know what? I pray for wholeness. One time I cut my finger off with a machete. I sat there, you know, and I'm doing this. I told my husband for two weeks, cut them, cut them, that, those. If you don't cut those hedges, I got a machete. <laughs> And people across the street that were walking and they say, excuse me, miss, you're going to cut your finger off. You're going to cut your hand off. I said, no, I'm not. I was going at top speed. I was so like, that's enough of that. The hedges are looking like junk. I'm like going, going, going. And you know, we need to obey God when he says what he says. So we don't have to have a consequence. I got the hedge where my finger is a little larger than my, you know, further out than my thumb. 
And he says to me, you better move your finger. And I said, oh, okay, Lord. And I moved it this far. <laughs> and <went> chop. <laughs> and the blood is running. And I looked at that blood and it's running like Niagara Falls. I said, stop it and stop it right now in Jesus name. And went shoot. And it stopped. And then I'm like going like this and flipping off the top. And I say, you know, God, I don't want to go through life without a, a finger. You see my finger? You see any markings on my finger? I said, because there's healing and there's wholeness. So I went in there and I put my finger back on and I said, well, Lord, you know, and it flip off. And then I put it back on. It's hanging by just a thread of, of uh, skin, just a thread. And I'm like, you know, God. I may have been a disobedient and didn't move the finger totally, but I don't play this kind of spiritual battle because the battle is the Lord's. The victory is mine. So I said, you know, and I, my husband had this little ointment. I put the ointment on and stuff because it's also a blood stopper, but I had already stopped it because I went in my, my bathroom and I already had stopped it, but I put it on. And I said, you know, God, the only problem I got with this is when I sleep, it's going to flip off, but you've got to make it whole. And uh, it can't just keep flipping off. You know what he told me? All wisdom comes from God. God is amazing. Yeah. He said, go and get a plastic spoon. He said, break it off, put the spoon, and put your hand inside that spoon, your finger inside that spoon, and then put a Band-Aid around it. He said, it'll stay on. Yeah. <laughs> I said, right on, God. I can do that. And I did that. And then I had a girlfriend come over the next day and she's like, oh my God, Paulette. And she was like in the medical school. She goes, Paulette, go to the doctor. I said, no, they can't put the bone together. They can't, they have to stitch all this. I got to I said, no. I said, I did it and God's going to heal it and make it whole Amen. within three days. And I said, I want it like a brand new baby's bottom. There ain't no marks on a brand new bottom. And I said, I don't want to see. I'm not doing no bone. I'm not. And I said, I want the feeling all the way to the end of my tip. No, I don't want to lose no feeling, lose no ability that I can't feel it. I want it so that if anybody ever looked at my finger, they won't see a scar or a mark. I said, you fix this because by your stripes, I'm healed. I want wholeness. You don't just pray for healing. Come on, look at who you're praying for. Look at yourself. Pray for wholeness as if it never happened. That's what I pray, as if it never happened. Okay, I did it wrong, but give me some grace. Let me take on your mercy and make wholeness here. And he did exactly that. That's why I love this scripture. Because the scripture says they went as they went along. They were healed. What was the difference? Whole. He said, your faith has made you whole. You're not missing anything that you were missing before because you're whole. Jesus. That's important in prayer. But I'm rabbit trailing. Let's keep going. <laughs> so now I want you to turn over to Second Chronicles chapter 20. Because you need to know the battle's not yours, but the Lord's. So Second Chronicles, and we're going to chapter 20. What we're talking about is come in low. And when you come in low, God meets you right where you're at. And he'll come in high. He'll do it for you. 
It makes a difference. If I come in low and I humbly, I'm not telling God he had to fix my finger. I'm just having faith to believe that he'll do it. And he says, okay, let me tell you how to keep your finger on. And he told me, just go get it because he knows I'm not going to emergency. They're not going to do it for me. You're going to do it because you are a supernatural almighty God. You made the body. You know how to fix the body. And he told me how to do it with that spoon. I said, I can do that. Second Chronicles 20. We're going to verse 17. Second Chronicles 20, verse 17. And it reads, you shall not need to fight in the battle. Set yourself, stand your, stand you still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord shall be with you. And verse 18 reads, And Jehovah's fat, Jehovah's fat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. They fell before the Lord and they worshiped the Lord. You've got to bow. You've got to come in low. And then God will come in high. Now, th- this brings me to my testimony, which is I had asked the Lord to take me, to send me to China. I needed to go to China. And in order to go to China, um, I wanted to go with Marilyn Hickey. And Marilyn Hickey had come to the church. And my husband had somewhere to go on a business trip into Turkey. And I had asked the Lord that if he would just send me to China. But I said the word send. I didn't just tell him I wanted to go on a mission trip. I told him, send me to China. I know China is the devil's territory. Like Daniel, Daniel had to go into the lion's den. That's the lion's, the devil's territory. And he rules that nation. And so, you have to realize that John 12, 32 says, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. If I be lifted up. Okay, we just read that the battle is really not ours. The battle is the Lord's. And then he says in Psalms 37, 23, Psalms 37, 23, the step of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his ways. So if he orders your steps, He delights in your ways because why? You're lifting him up. So you're coming in low and he's coming in high. And he told me that, Paulette, come in low and I'll come in high. And I said, all right, Lord. So there's a difference between being a sent and a went. I could have just said, well, I just want to go with her. So I just went. Or I could say, God, send me to China. I know there's a big difference between a win and a scent. Yes. There is a huge difference between a win and a scent. And I said, God, send me to China. So he sends me in. My husband's in Turkey and he's doing some business. And I'm here in Honolulu, Hawaii. My husband and I were there for 25 years and we raised our kids. So I've got the kids and everything and he's doing business and he's not going to come back until his business is done. And I'm saying, Lord, send me to China. Send me to China. So God starts doing this. He says, he starts with his instructions. He tells me to just sit still. I'm going to Bible college. Keep going. Keep going. He tells my husband in Turkey, 
and he's working it. God always has a plan and a purpose. He tells my husband because he's waiting and he's not getting where he needs to be with the business and he wants it done. And then he comes back. He tells him, get the Bible, read it cover to cover, page by page, read that Bible. And he starts reading that Bible. So he's in Turkey. I'm in Honolulu, Hawaii. And he eventually, after a good period of time, but he eventually says, now go get your passport picture. And I said, okay. I was National Day of Prayer state coordinator for Hawaii. And on National Day of Prayer, you always have it the first Thursday of every May. And it's the sun, it's the sunrise of Maine to the sunset of Hawaii. And I was the national state coordinator for National Day of Prayer. So he said this to me when I became coordinator. He said, I can't answer a prayer that was never prayed. I can't answer a prayer that was never prayed. You've got to pray. But you've got to pray coming in low so he can come in high. And he shows himself strong. He gets the glory. You don't need the glory. God needs the glory. Yeah. To God be all the glory. Yeah. Jesus is to be glorified. Mm -hmm. So he had told me that. So time, like I said, went by. He said, go get the passport picture. I said, oh, God, I got $5. I can go to mom and do that. So I went and did it. Put the passport picture in my drawer. Forgot about it. But I had prayed what? Send me to China. God was busy. Sometimes, like in Hawaii, you have these waves and people surf the waves. That's not the problem. It's the undercurrent under that water. I had a cousin, two cousins. My two cousins went to Hawaii. One of them fell asleep on the raft, fell asleep in the water. I'm like, are you crazy? I said, your body will end up in China and it ain't going to be whole more than likely dead. And he said the raft Finally, didn't go out to the reef and all and go out into the ocean. It went just down. And he found himself in Almawana way down on the other side. I said, you are blessed <laughs> because the undercurrent will take you straight out. You're going to be found in China or some, some country because of the undercurrent. So sometimes God is doing something and you don't realize it. So he's maneuvering both my husband. He's making him pray through the Bible. And then he's having me and he, oh, go get this. Oh, go do that. Oh, be found faithful here. Keep going. Keep going. I'm not paying no attention to the undercurrent. But God is on the throne. And yes, he is. So looking at Deuteronomy verse 30. Let's go over to Deuteronomy verse 30. I'm talking about come in low and I'll come in high. And if you position yourself right with God, you will see miraculous, supernatural things happen. Awesome things will take place. Deuteronomy chapter 30, and it's verse 16. And it reads, In that I command you this day to love the Lord your God, walk in his ways to keep his commandments, his statutes, his judgments, and you that you may live and multiply. That you may live and multiply. You've got to come in low, but you've got to learn what you've got to keep when it comes to God. And the Lord your God shall bless you in the land where you go to possess it. I'm saying to him, send me to China. 
He's saying, come in low and I'll come in high. Send me to China. You can go and possess that land. Now you've got 10 spies, 12 spies. 10 spies says we're grasshoppers in our own sight. They're bigger than we are. They're greater than we are. We can't do it because they just went to go spy out the land. But there was two that was sent to go spy out that land and they knew it. Joshua and Caleb, Caleb at 80, give me that mountain. Cause he was sent. Joshua, I'm going to lead them into the promised land because they were sent and they realized God was sending them in to spy the land. The 10 were just a went, a bunch of little grasshoppers because there's giants. I know what China is, <laughs> but the bigger it comes, the harder it's going to fall <laughs> because he's sending me in to possess it. So then it reads in verse 17. And if your heart turns away and so you will not hear, but you shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them. Look at the consequence. Verse 18. I renounce to you this day that you shall surely perish and that you shall not prolong your days upon this land where you pass over Jordan to go to possess it. If you're going to go and possess something, you best be a cent. And then, you know, I got to keep his commands. I got to keep his judgments. I got to keep his statutes. I got to keep him high and lift it up. And I, she, he said in John 12, 32, and I will draw all men unto me, but you got to keep him lifted. And so I'm trying to get to China. So he starts giving the instructions. He gives my husband. Now, remember, it says, if you turn to other gods and serve them, I will denounce you and you will perish. That's what he said. Let's not be deceived, people. You will perish. My husband is told to go and read that Bible cover to cover. Then a friend of his that is a Muslim sees him reading the Bible every day, just constantly reading it. He said, you know, you need a, a Quran. <laughs> My cousin comes home with a Quran. I'm like, I'll say that Quran, you ain't staying in my house. <laughs> I got a B-I-B-L-E, but I ain't no Quran going to be in my house. He said, but oh, it looks nice. <sighs> but what does the devil do? Immediately come to steal away the word. The guy wants to steal him away from the Bible, from the assignment of reading the Bible cover to cover. But God's got a plan. Don't think God ain't got a plan and a purpose for your life. Don't think here isn't an undercurrent that you don't even realize that he's doing something in your life. There's a reason you look like this, you know, in your waves and everything like Hawaii. But there's an undercurrent. God is busy. He's busy doing it. So the guy comes in to get my husband to start to read the Quran. My husband keeps reading the Bible. He's got 200 pages to go. And the heavens open up, pour out a blessing more than he can contain. He calls up Marilyn Hickey and he says, my wife is supposed to go with you to China. (laughs) The joke is I'm the 13th on the waiting list. The first lady has been calling two, three months. Anybody counsel? Anybody counsel? Twelve people have to counsel before I can go to Hawaii. Twelve. I'm the 13th. 
They, she called, called, called for two, three, she sent her money. They got her visa for China. They're ready. Somebody cancels the week before she's about to take off for China and the mission trip. Some people consider they're older. They consider it a vacation. They go everywhere Maryland Hickey goes. I consider it a mission trip. She is part of the underground church of China. <laughs> I consider it a mission. So here they try to call this woman strong starting Monday, because someone canceled. They sent her that person's money back. They already have her money. They can't get a hold of her morning, noon, or night. They can't, they don't even understand it. She called every day. She called every day. She called every week. She called every month. They couldn't find her. Morning, noon, and night, they could not get a hold of this woman. Never answered the phone. So Marilyn Hickey, by Friday, takes and my husband has been, he told, he talked personally to Meredith Hickey and said, I am in the bank right now. You'll have your money in 14 minutes. I'm sending it. My wife needs to go with you to China. This is Jonathan Hansen. Did you enjoy that message? If you want to hear the rest of it, look at my YouTube, Jonathan Hansen Ministries, or my Roku or Rumble television stations. You can also watch or listen to it on my website www.worldministries.org Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.